0: We have the incredible privilege today to learn Yevam Daf Davchof Zayin. And we began our share today with a statement of Shmuel. So Shmuel was discussing, of course, the case of the two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, who were married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah, each of them had an additional wife as well. Reuven and Shimon then passed away, and Halachal HaMaisa, all four of these wives, two from Reuven, two from Shimon, fell to Levi for Yibom. And Shmuel highlighted the concept. First of all, Shmuel reinforced the idea Yesh Zega, which tells us that Halachal HaMaisa, there is a quasi-marital bond which exists between the Yavam and the women, that's number one. Number two, what Shmuel also taught us was that there are different levels of chalitza. What will call us the highest level of chalitza, superior chalitza, is a situation where the Yavam has the choice to do Yibam or chalitza. So, in a case where again we have the choice, Yibam and chalitza, that's superior chalitza. There's inferior chalitza. Inferior Chalitza is a case where Halo HaLamay the Yavim doesn't have a choice to do yibum; He only has a choice to do Chalitza or can only do Chalitza. That's an inferior Chalitza. What's an Afghami what's a the practical difference in a superior Chalitza? and an inferior chalitza. So Shmuel explains that halacha l'maysa, the fundamental distinction lies in the following fact. A superior chalitza has the ability to go ahead and affect chalitza for the woman with whom you do chalitza, as well as for any other tsaros, any other co-wives. A compromised or an inferior chalitza only has the ability to go ahead and affect chalitza for the woman with whom you do chalitza, but not for the tsaros. The co-wives will require their own chalitza. So that was pretty much the entire Amid Aleph of the Gemara, where the Gemara was explaining this particular position of Shmuel. On chav Zayin amud Beyz, we then got into a very interesting discussion about what happens if, let's say again, same case, well, similar case, let's say again, Ruvain passes away, leaves behind two wives to Shimon. And interestingly enough, Shimon goes ahead and gives one of them a get, and does Ma'amar with the second one. So at the moment that he goes in and he gives one of them a get, what becomes abundantly clear is that halacha lamaysa, b'ibum is no longer possible. So the shaila now is, which one should he do chalitza with? So should he do chalitza ultimately with the one who he gave the get, since essentially he began a divorce-like process, or with the one with whom he started Ma'amar, since ultimately he has a closer connection to her? So the Gemara essentially answers, it's the same. In other words, he could do Khalidza with either one because Lamais, again, both of those women have the same basic status. We then went on, and this is the case we left off with the statement of Rav. And in this case over here, you have the following situation Reuven and Shimon once again married to two sisters and Reuven and Shimon both pass away. So now, ultimately, again, these sisters fall to Levi for Yibum. So remember, again, Rav said that if Reuven does Chalitza with the first, we'll call her Rachel, she's free to go. Leah, she's free to go. But then here's the interesting question. What happens if one of these women, passes away? So remember again, when they're both alive, so we already established that halachalah maisa, yibum is impossible because of achos zikukaso. There's yesh zekah, there's a marital bond. He's connected to both of these women, and were he to do yibum with either of them, he would be doing yibum with the sister of a woman with whom he has a zekah. What happens if one of them passes away? So Rav said that if one of them passes away, he has the ability then to go ahead and do Yibum ultimately with either of them. Rabbi Yochanan says it depends who passed away. If the second one, let's say again Ruvein passed away first and left behind his widow Rachel, and then Shimon passed away second and left behind his widow Leah, so ultimately, again Rabbi Yochanan says as follows, if Leah passes away, then ultimately Rachel becomes permitted. Why? Because Rachel was already permitted at the outset. Remember, there was a period of time when Rachel was the only woman waiting for Yibum. As such, she was permitted, ultimately, to do Yibum with Levi. So if now Leah comes on the scene, complicates or precludes that, if Leah were to pass away, then Halacha Lamaysa Rachel would be once again returned to the state of Yibum permissibility. It's the idea, ultimately, again, that Halacha she was permitted, became prohibited, and then becomes permitted again. But Allah Rabbi Yochanan says that if Rachel, the first, the first Yavama were to pass away, ultimately that would not clear the road for for Leah. Why? Because the moment that Leah became subject to Yibum, she was already precluded from doing Yibum. And ultimately, what Rabbi Yochanan is positing is your ability or your, your ability to do Yibum is fundamentally solidified and concretized at the moment that you fall to Yibum. So, therefore, because the moment that Leah became eligible for Yibum, she wasn't allowed to do Yibum because again, her sister was in the same Yibum pool. Therefore, even if her sister, if Rachel dies, she does not become eligible. This is a fundamental machlokes, Rabbi Yochanan and Rav. That's where we left off the way Rabbi Yochanan says essentially is any woman who at the time she becomes eligible for yibum is not in compliance with the Pasuk of Yivama Yavo Alehal, that literally she could do Yibom. If you can't do Yibom at the start, then ultimately again even if something changes later on you still remain precluded from doing Yibom. How we it in that case In that's Hashem we will see tomorrow. Shabbat everyone. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.